Part 2, Chapter 7 America smelled. It smelled of lumber and sap and horsehair plaster and lime dust. And from the window it smelled of fallen leaves mixed in the mud of the street. And it smelled of the ocean, of the black mussels lining the shore and spitting out their sea juice. The air was damp, and in this damp the currents of scent moved. Chiara sat alone, looking out from the second floor of the Widow Hart's boarding house. The richness of the air made her almost nauseous, as if a feast had been spread for her after she'd already consumed too much. She waited for Henry, staring down the street. Chiara had first noticed the smell when they were still sailing toward this land, far from the sight of shore. Henry had been by her side at the bow. A sailor originally from Cornwall, who told them he ached a little more each day in his joints as they left behind the dry southern winds, explained the odor to her. Using Italian, he said it came from forests, the great hairy forests which still covered New England like a pelt, and which one could notice from 200 miles out to sea. That is, one would notice if one was a person of great sensibility, such as she was. He had touched her mouth with his eyes. Why do you speak to me in Italian when you know I endeavor to learn English, she said, also in Italian. She smiled. Because your paramour, he does not know the language of Italy. Henry had laid his hand on her waist. Italian is not so different from French. He spoke with affection, not as a man challenged. As they'd arrived at the harbor of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Chiara observed that a pelt was not, in fact, a true description for these forests. There were great holes in this animal's fur on the hillsides and at the towns, she had told Henry. We have been farming here for generations. We're a new government, but not an unsettled country. She saw that his face was tight. Already then, his worries had overtaken him. Now she sat in the room where Henry had left her while he sought his father's consent to marry, without which they would be penniless. He'd left her waiting here already for eight days. He had not introduced her to his family, he visited briefly in the afternoons, in the parlor amid the other ladies, and then he acted as if he'd never touched her, as if he had never wanted to touch her. She knew he was cold for appearance's sake. It was unnerving how well he could act the part. On American soil, he was not Henry the American. He was the anxious son of a powerful father. Today, he had sent a reporter in his stead. The reporter had interviewed her as the musical sensation of France. Her room was narrow and long, and Chiara sat desolate in one corner with the newspapers that the reporter had left. She picked up the one on top and tried to decipher the English. A headline read, Now or Never, A Living Elephant at Mr. Wilcox's Tavern, November 1st. She feared that Henry might waver and not marry her.